Hello everybody, my name is Damon Lewis and this is the Astro World. So today we have Ryan Peterson on the episode. I had actually talked about the, one of his experiences previously on a previous episode and uh, it, was, it was really it was a really interesting experience. He actually has typed it all out and he put it on the, uh, he was nice enough to share that on the Facebook page, the Astro World uh, Facebook page. If you want to go check that out, look at it and read it yourself, look at it. But one of the things when I was talking about it, he, uh, he had said later that I, I got it a little bit wrong and I definitely didn't mean to do that. So I invited him uh, on the, the podcast to talk about it himself and he did. And it was actually much more interesting hearing him uh, talk about it in his own words. He uh, he goes into how he just, you know, on his own intention, was able to astral project, and that's really that's really unique. Did it multiple times in one night. Um, also, he talks about kind of a scary experience afterwards, which um, if you're new to astral projecting, I wouldn't want to scare you away from it. Because astral projecting is very is safe is is definitely safe, and so you know he had a scary experience, but you're you're definitely safe. There's I haven't heard of any instances, um, and I've talked to a lot of people, read a lot of books, and searched a lot where something dangerous has happened. Uh, but people do in Maybe the, you know, the, not saying that this was part of Ryan's experience, but there is a common occurrence when you're going through uh, doing astral projection and you're going through the vibrational state, and you're about to enter actually into the projection, where people hear a lot of noises, and uh, you know you could feel swirling or dizzy or things like that, and if you you should get it and read as much as you possibly can. Uh, there's definitely a lot more people who have more experience than I do and they go into those kind of sensations and those kind of sounds and things like that that can be scary but it's just part of the process it's not anything dangerous it's just part of you leaving your body and again that's not from what he said that's not what Ryan was experiencing but uh, just to give you know the people the uninitiated and the newcomers to astral projection just an idea that it's a perfectly safe thing. So, um, without without further ado, I just want to go right into Ryan's interview and let you guys uh, let you guys enjoy. So, yep. So enjoy that. Uh, yeah.
So today we are talking with Ryan Peterson. And did I say that right, Ryan Peterson? Yep. OK. And uh, Ryan was nice enough to uh, put up his experience on the Astral, project, uh, the Astral World uh, group site so that everybody can read about it. But, uh, but maybe we'll, uh, we'll go into it and talk a little bit about it today to get more uh, specific questions about it. So, but uh, how are you doing today, Ryan? Oh, I'm doing good. Good beer. Yeah. Yeah, just early morning waking up. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm pretty used to getting up early in the morning, so. So. Doing good. So I read the, uh, the, the experience, and I was actually talking about it on a previous, um, uh, on a previous podcast, and I, I had messed up and said that you were in the last part of it in sleep paralysis, but I want, I want you to explain in your own words, um kind of walk through the experience and then maybe I'll, I'll have specific questions if you don't mind doing that just just kind of give me point for point the uh, where, where you were going with the experience all right well uh, I had I'd gone over to a friend's house um, on kind of uh, the, the Christmas break and it was it was Later in the evening, like ten, eleven o'clock, they had they had gone and were doing stuff down in uh, the playroom or whatever you want to call it, down in the basement. They had the whole basement just kind of cordoned off for the kids to cause chaos. And I was I was chatting with uh, I was chatting with a friend of mine that um, I had I'd spent quite a bit of time with just talking about supernatural and um, the, uh, the occult and yeah, one thing led to another and we got talking about astral projection and uh, this person lives quite quite a ways away it was uh, Minot, North Dakota and wanted to Give it a try. So I, I, I do you mind me? Sorry, do you mind me asking questions as you're uh, as you're telling the story? Do you mind me asking? Oh, that's questions? fine. So, you didn't have uh, any experience before then with astral projection. This was your first kind of conversation about it. Yep, absolutely. Okay, all right. I mean, I had probably I you know heard reference to it at some point just through maybe some of the books I had or something but nothing nothing in real any real depth okay never made any attempts to do it or even thought about it it was more of a wow the possibilities of <laughs> all right so you were into the conversation and and then you decided you wanted to uh, to try it yeah and I all I do is I, I I roll back in the the office chair that I was sitting in, and I, I try to to ground myself to just not think about anything in particular besides besides like the vision in my mind 
trying to to manifest an image in my mind of myself outside of my body looking at myself. And after sitting there for a little bit, I do that. And I then take myself and move up and, and keep trying to maintain this vision in my mind, moving up and through the, the roof of the building and keep moving up and up while I'm looking down at the house. And I get up what must probably be like uh, 100, 150 feet or so. I'm looking down and I just kind of hover there for a bit, taking in what, what I'm seeing in my mind. And, and just, I, I, it all just kind of comes to me. Like I, I didn't really take any moments to like really second guess what was happening. And I think about my destination, not really knowing exactly where it is. I just, I, I know the city name and what state it's in. But I, I focus on I focus on on her as uh, a guide, and I'm, I'm I just kind of feel a general sense of direction in which I must go, and I just shoot off. And I, I it was fast, like it was much faster than I had I had thought it was going to happen. Like I was from where it was in, in the small town to over lacrosse, which is like 30 miles or something. I was just like over that within a few seconds and shooting across Minnesota and, and seeing like the interstate and, and Minneapolis. And it all went very fast, like probably faster than a, a a jet plane and it was everything was at that speed it was a bit of a blur and everything seemed to be covered in in a fluctuating shadow it's the best I can come up with I guess like direct direct light from like uh, light sources like street lamps and, and buildings all seems like to be shimmering and like like the light was being refracted through through the shadows, or I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting effect for sure. And I, I I stop over a city. I feel like I've I've reached where I needed to be, but I don't know where they are. So I focus on on her more and, and more directly, try to manifest their image in my mind. And a, a street light twinkles, like like flares up and sparkles, and then dies back down. And I I 
I take that as a sign of that's that's where that's where I'm supposed to go. And so I focus on that house and then I'm I'm inside. Like there was no traveling from where I was looking down at the city to to their house. I was just inside. I'm looking out from from a corner into what seemed to be like a, like a partial living room. Like uh, it was it was two large rooms that had been divided in the middle. And the one room I was in was was dark. But the other the other room that they were actually in was 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 lit up some and it still everything still like looked weird. I I move over towards her and that's when like as as I'm reaching the threshold between the two rooms I get cut off like like my signal is just cut I I open up my eyes and I'm, I'm back in back in my friend's house wondering what the heck just happened like did I just lose concentration like what 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 just happened <clears throat> I I get back on the computer and I, I I talk with her a little bit and say that I'm gonna I'm gonna give it another try I, being as I'd already been there, I felt like I could just go right back. And so I focused on, focused on that original image I had when I appeared in the house. And I was, and I, I was able to go back. And this time I, I approached again. I got closer. I was able to come up to her. I asked if she could hear me. I I think I said that a few times, like trying trying harder to to make my voice heard. And and on the last one, she actually turned her head towards where I was. And I'm like, wow, all right. Maybe she actually did hear me, and I went to reach out to see if I could touch her, and I was cut off again. Just straight to black, and I feel like I'm I'm back again. And open my eyes, like, what in the heck is going on here? I get on the get back on the computer and I, I, I talk with her some more, I explain what happened. And she seemed to think that maybe it was a, a guardian spirit or something. I um come to find out that after having talked with her again more recently and trying to divulge some more information about her life and like her surroundings or whatever and come to find out that her mom is a a priestess of Hecate. Hecate. I, 
I probably didn't pronounce that right, which is a an ancient goddess of a, like potentially even uh, pre-Greek. That's interesting. Yeah, I, <laughs> and and she did not have very good things to say about her mom. That she was she was. In, uh, so that was that was that was a little scary, I guess. Thinking, I mean, if if any of that stuff is real, like she's saying that that potentially it was it was spirits had been attracted to the the going ons of of her mom and and may not be. We're not probably good good spirits, but setting that aside, I uh, thought I would just I would try it again. I. I come back and this time instead of approaching her, I just try to like go about the house more and take in the surroundings so that I can uh, talk to her again and try to explain what I saw and see if, it, if I was really actually seeing her house, you know, like picking out certain items that I saw and describing them. And, um, I went to go to try to go upstairs, and this is where things went straight downhill. I got a little bit up the stairway, and I got cut off again. Before I even opened my eyes, I, I, it's like something's not right. I open them. And I see on the monitor what looks to be like shadows moving across it. And I but that, I that's turn around. In, that's in waking hmm? time, right? When you were awake, you were saying that you saw something on the, the computer? Yes. Okay. And I... I turn around and I see the room filled with a, a waist-high, like, fog, like, uh, a pretty transparent, like, it wasn't super thick, it was just, it was, it was really creepy. And at the same time of, of seeing this and being really startled by that, I also get this intense cold feeling that just goes right to my bones. I I don't know what the hell is going on. I stand up and that's when I start hearing the the voices that I still still creeps me out to think about today. I, there was it was three voices almost simultaneous cackling I I don't want to hear something like that again and I haven't fortunately it was it was malevolent I freaked out and I, I closed my eyes and I imagined a bright blue bubble around me 
focused as hard as I could to imagine this protective shell. And in doing so, the coldness went away. I could, I still felt under threat and the voices were still there and they were getting, they were getting more intense in my effort to, to protect myself. They were getting, they were either like thought it was funny or I, I don't know. <clears throat> that in turn made me freak out even more and the only thing I thought to do was to imagine that bubble essentially exploding like I, I focused on imagining it expanding out for me and out and out out past the house as far as I could, I could continually maintain that that vision. I, I saw it exploding, and once it reached the point where I just like I couldn't imagine it, it's increasing size anymore. I, I stopped, and the voices were gone coldness was gone, but when I opened my eyes, the fog was gone, and I felt terrified and drained. I don't even think I, like, said anything more on the computer to her. I just shut it off and went and hid in the bed and did not sleep. that night or the next two nights. Uh, the, the next day, I had a strange occurrence, which I can't 100% say whether it was me being messed with or if it was just like sleep deprivation or something, but I was in the basement of my parents' house, which was all remodeled, and I was laying on a couch talking with a friend I haven't really, besides that story that I, besides the story I wrote about this, I really haven't talked about it with much of anyone. I wasn't telling the person on the phone about it, personally because I thought that people would just think I was crazy or making it up. But at some point in the conversation, I'm just laying on the couch looking up the ceiling and I hear this really loud, like large cat hiss right next to my head and I of course jerk my head to the side and look and there's nothing there and that's when I get the creeps again and the, 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 the cold feeling and I jump up I run upstairs all the while I'm like seeing like movements out of the sides of my eyes I get upstairs and both the cats are asleep under the Christmas tree. And I said, nope, and went outside and 
stayed out there until my parents came home. So the uh, the after you had Astra projected the first night, all of those other experiences were while you were awake. The the fog and the the cackling noises, all those were while you were awake. Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. I think I wrote it in the the message I had sent back to you when we were messaging back and forth. You might want to check out. Um, I had talked about him on a, my, at least my first episode and a couple others. You should check out Joe H. Slate. He talks about different ways of psychic protection, and he has a, a book specifically on psychic vampires. And he did a research for like 30 years. So he could be a good resource if um, if that's something you're interested in as well. Oh. Yeah, I'd, I'd check that out. Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen interviews with the guy, and he's he's a wealth of information, especially um, when it comes to experiences that that you're kind of talking about that are not as uh, not as pleasant. And I, I've had experiences like that myself. Maybe I'll uh, I'll talk about them on a, a different podcast, and you know, maybe when we're done recording, I can talk and go into it more. But uh, we'll just focus on uh, your experience at this point. So I have, I have a couple of questions about the um, your experience when you were astro projecting. So you said that you went back. Did you go back three times? Did I did I count that correctly? When you got cut off, you went back and forth three times? Yes. Yeah. First time there, then cut off, went back again, got cut off. Went back a third time and then got cut off, yeah. So, so yeah, three trips there. Okay. Can you, can you describe, like, a little more detail when you were uh, either sitting down or laying down the, the process, it seems like you're doing it kind of just naturally on intuition. But can you explain the feeling or what you're going through when you're when you're sitting down? So maybe when people are listening, they um, they might be able to have some sort of insight to try to do it themselves. Um. Well, I think that. Uh, To, to, to manifest the vision in your mind, it helps to be in a dark room. You're not having uh, light breach your, your eyelids to um, mess with the imagery that you're, that you're, you're creating in your head. Do you feel like you were creating it, or do you feel like it was just coming to you, or was it both? When your your eyes are closed, and you have uh, visions, you have uh, images that are coming in your head, in your you know in your mind's eye. Were you thinking about something in particular, or were you just letting it come to you? Well, I think I I started off um, utilizing my memory of 
the room that I was in to to create the image or the, the vision of of looking at myself in the room. And I focused on that and once that had like once I I had created that solid vision in my mind, I proceeded from there. So I, I sat there and I focused on that until I until I, I had that that full full vision in my mind. And then and then just yeah, continued on from there. Uh, it was just um I excuse me. I, I have a really strong imagination and I suspect that probably really helped with the intuitive projecting. So um so yeah, no, yeah. and and um and after that experience, obviously, because it ended, uh, some you know, obviously that's kind of something you didn't want to go back to, to to trying because of how how it ended. Yeah, I've I've never I've never tried again, to be honest. Uh, I guess there's been that the internal fear of being confronted again by whatever that was. Yeah, no, it's un understandable. When I when I was in my early twenties, I I would have experiences throughout my entire life. But when I was in my early twenties, I did a lot of research. I read, you know, started reading more books, and then I started talking to people more. And what I came across was um, a lot of people had those had some type of experience even if it wasn't the experience i had of you know psychic experience intuition or, or anything like that and then some people didn't and they just kind of brushed it aside so what i came away with at that point in my my life was some people started to uh, you know peg me as as being crazy and then other people I just I came away with the idea that a lot of people are having these experiences. They're just not talking about it because everyone who's having the experiences feels like they are crazy. But more people than you would think are actually having you know what you would, what people would consider odd experiences. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't totally see that. It's uh, it's definitely. Uh, really really out there experience that you know the only the general general populace only really ever like sees that stuff in like movies or something it's not people don't think it's it's real and then when something like that does happen then well it must be it must be crazy or or they're gonna think I'm crazy yeah I, I think it, I think it would be more than you would expect to the people that actually have had the experiences. It's 
the trouble is that maybe even if it was like 50 50 I don't know I don't know what the percentage would be but even if it was 50 50 the problem is that half of you know people don't have it and then they uh, judge or have doubts in the other half which is you know it's it's uh it's hard to uh, to be on the other side of that fence I I have a hard time believing that <laughs> if it wasn't if it wasn't for like seeing that the fog and it wasn't for staying up for three days straight without sleep because I was scared. Like those things, those things don't just happen because I imagined something silly. Like if, if it wasn't for those particular instances of, of what happened, you know, maybe, maybe I would think maybe I did imagine some of it or, or maybe it's, it's psychosomatic or something like, but there's, there's things that happen in that that I just can't, I can't bring myself to, to, so, no, you were probably just imagining things. Yeah, well, there, there's, trust me, there's a lot of people out there who uh, have had similar experiences or maybe even, you know, maybe even more traumatic or scary. So, but I, I hope, um, I hope if you're interested, you can do do a little more research and, you know, see if you can find uh, books, uh, Joe Slate. He's a good reference, and but there's plenty of other people as well who can maybe uh, kind of, even if you don't get back into the uh, practice of it, at least kind of take that experience and give you some uh, some closure on you know ways that you can protect yourself or or yeah something like that. All right. So maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll leave it there. Is that how, yeah? How do you feel about that? Is there anything else you want to uh, talk about? Um. Well, I guess I'd be interested in saying something about uh, some experiments that I've um, been wanting to get into. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I in the past have done some experimenting, some research uh, into what's called brainwave synchronization. Okay. Is that the same, uh, is that the same as hemi hemisync, like hemisphere sync, or is it something a little different? Yeah, hemisphere, hemisphere syncing, yes. Um, like you, you run one frequency to, we'll say, 12 hertz in the left ear, and if you did 8 hertz in the other ear, your brain would sync to 10. It goes to what's in between the two alternating frequencies, and by by sinking your your brain into a uh, a solid uh, frequency range, like you can put yourself into different states of mind. Like when you when you're when you're sleeping and you fall into REM, like that your mind goes down into a particular frequency 
and I've, I've wanted to utilize this to assist in either lucid dreaming or possibly astral projection, uh, being able to, to get the mind into a, 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 a more pure state, I guess. Um, normally, you know, you're, you're, I think most people's minds are not in complete sync. Like there's, there's fluctuations and, and we, we generally uh, fall within, I think it's like the 20 Hertz or so. Um, and I, I've used this before to, when I first started really using it, it was for insomnia. I was having a hard time sleeping and I and I just felt like my head was was uh, running on higher RPM than it should be and and I would use this and I would I would start myself out at a normal waking frequency range you start there and you you get your mind synced first and then at that point then you start lowering the frequency down and it, it it works it's it's great stuff and it's used in um, music therapy interesting yeah i know there's um there's some apps out there that actually have um different uh like hemi hemisphere sync software and, and tones that you can play and i know that on youtube there's some certain sounds and also, um, I believe the Monroe Institute. It's uh, you know, uh, don't quote me on it, but if you know anybody wants to look it up, I believe the Monroe Institute uses uh, Robert Monroe use, uh, uses Hemisphere Sync to uh, try to do that same thing for uh, lucid dreaming and or just for I think for astral projection. I think that's what they're trying to hmm. achieve with what they use. So and it's. Uh, they they do it to try to achieve altered states of consciousness. That's yeah. So, yeah. and I would I would personally be maybe this is the bit of the paranoid or conspiracist in me or something, but I would be a little hesitant in just using other people like 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 videos off YouTube or whatever. I'd be a little hesitant in in using those just because I didn't personally set the frequencies and the time span and all that. You, you, unless you use a, a spectral analyzer, you don't really know whether they're using the proper frequencies. Yeah, that's for myself. I kind of have that, that same mindset. I, I downloaded one of the apps one time, and it just, to me, not saying it's, it's not good, but on the other hand, I just kind of didn't feel right using tones. I know that sound and different tones can be very specific in what they do, and I don't have any idea about that. So personally, I don't do it, and it's not—I don't know anything about it. So it's not—I can't recommend anything, you know, anyone to to use it. But if people want to do their own research, you know, that could be a—it could be a good avenue. Um, I know that 
there's other people who uh, use um, drumming. That's been used throughout history of, of humans uh, getting together to uh, use repetitive sound. Uh, Hank Busselman talks about that. He has a book where he has a CD of just drum rattling. And that's, that's a little more simple. That's not using any sort of specific tone or specific frequency. It's just drums. And anybody can do that at home. And I know uh, from what I used to do as a truck driver, I, I have an idea of <clears throat> why drum rattling works. Is because, uh, from my experience, when you're a truck driver, when you're on the road, and especially at night, there's a couple of cues that cue your mind to go to sleep. So one cue is it's dark out. That's an obvious one. When there's no, just like you were talking about, about no light entering your your uh, your eyes. So that's one cue to tell your brain to shut off. And the second cue is when you're driving down the road and looking at those lines, they start repeating themselves over and over again. So your brain kind of shuts that off. It says, okay, this is uh, just background now. We don't need to focus on this because it, it's, it's repetitive. Mm -hmm. And it just shuts that part of your brain off. And that, if you focus on the lines too much while you're driving, that's one of the things that makes people fall asleep or mm -hmm. just zone out. Um, so repetitive drum drumming and drum rattling is kind of that same thing where it just it gets in your mind and your mind hears it enough times where it just kind of tones it out and says, okay, this is you know we're gonna we're gonna shut this off now, and you might even get to a place where you don't even necessarily hear it; it's just background, and it'll it'll help you enter a state of altered consciousness. Uh, with the drum, the drumming and the rattling. That's where drum ceremonies and, and things like that actually uh, kind of used for. Yeah, trance, translate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people do trance dances and stuff like that. I'm, I'm not exactly sure how that works, but yeah, all, all towards the goal of, of entering a, a altered state of consciousness and whether they are trying to go into a dream state or leave their body People have uh, people have used that throughout, you know, throughout time, throughout history. That's uh, that, that leads me to uh, uh, another aspect that I was wanting to incorporate in with the brainwave sync is utilizing a VR headset and doing that alternating pattern, that repetitive patterning. which will lead you also into that trance-like state. So incorporating brainwave sync and the fluctuating, I think it's the red-green or something like that, like puts the mind into a trance. Well, the, the one thing I would say, um, I feel personally that it's much better to be able to do it naturally. And I'm actually, for hearing your experience, uh, I think it's amazing that you were able to visualize uh, so clearly how, you know, where you wanted to go and leave your body that way. I think that that's right there. That's where the, the magic is, you know, in, 
being able to to do it at will. So that that's kind of what I'm going to be working on, and that's that's yeah. my goal. All right, so uh, so I think we'll I think we'll leave it there, and um, yeah, and uh, we'll keep interacting on Facebook. And if you have any more experiences, maybe we'll uh, we'll catch up. We'll catch up with you. All right, sounds good. Well, thank you. Cool. Well, and we've been talking with uh, Ryan Peterson, and I'm Damon Lewis, and uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed the interview. All right, thanks for uh, thanks for being on the podcast. All right, thank you. All right, have a good day. So that was definitely cool. That was definitely cool getting to talk to Ryan. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, Ryan is in the uh, Astroworld Facebook group. If you want to join and you can, if you're interested in getting in contact with him, I'm sure, you know, maybe he would, uh, you know, talk back and forth with you. If you want, if you have anything to share with him, if you have similar experiences, that's definitely cool. You want to share that with the group. So, you know, it's it's always good to uh, to share because people then they don't feel so alone. Um, I know that for ye- for years, I had been sharing my experiences with people, and it was amazing to uh, to find that other people are going through the same thing I have. And it was disappointing a little bit, and you know, kind of, it wasn't cool when people who hadn't had those experiences they might make you feel weird or whatever. But there's definitely a balance. There's definitely a healthy balance between people who've had those experiences and people who haven't. You just kind of have to deal with the fact that that's what it is. Some people have, and some people haven't. You know. So, so yeah. Um, as always, you can. Send me an email at uh, theastroworldpodcast at gmail.com. Check me out on Facebook. Join the group. Um, support on Patreon if you'd like. The Astro World. And, yeah, I hope you're having a great day. This has been The Astro World. My name's Damon Lewis. And, yep, have a great day.